0: Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: And I'm coming in with a very strong opinion today. It's not its not so much a hot take, because I know it's something that you and I agree on. But okay. I, I feel very strongly about it. So right now, um, a lot of people are expecting and have not received the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's kind of been a meme for the last few weeks. Like, oh, where's the new Spider-Man trailer? Why do you guys need a trailer? You're gonna see the movie anyway!
1: Dude. It's one of those things that, like, who keeps track of that stuff? Everyone's like, this movie comes out at this day. That means they have exactly eight weeks, at least, to put out a trailer. They missed their eight-week mark. Like, who's... Does anyone have, like, a reminder on their phone? Check for a trailer?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: It's and so annoying.
0: Like there Especially if
1: th- you're mad about the trailer, you are going to see it. The people who should be upset were the people who are, like, on the fence. But if you're upset enough to complain about it, you were going to see it anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there are some movies, nine times out of ten, I am anti-trailer. I am... I'm not as strongly about it as you where like you'll leave a theater to not watch the preview trailers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I do not go out of my way to watch the trailers and especially for movies. I know I'm going to watch.
1: Yeah. I'll watch the trailers for movies. I'm on the fence on not really on the fence. If I might see it, might not see it, then I won't watch the trailer. I'll watch the trailer. If I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see it. I'll give them one shot to convince me. Yeah, and I'll do the trailer.
0: Like there are some movies that I think do trailer. Like I think like movies like Knives Out do a pretty good like those kind of movies need a trailer. If your movie is not based on something, you don't need a trailer. Like all these Marvel movies don't need a trailer. If dude, don't need trailers. If it's based on a popular book, don't doesn't need a trailer. If it's a reboot of something, doesn't need a trailer. Like Dune, who needs a Dune trailer? We like people who know about Dune already know Dune. <laughs> we don't need a trailer for that. I
1: cannot imagine. There's a lot of people who are gonna go see that movie who have no idea what Dune is. Also, dude, I don't even know. What, need to know what the movie's about. I need to know who's in it. Yeah, look who's in it, I'm like, okay, I will go to this.
0: I saw somebody say that we don't have movie stars. Like, I I I see a lot of TikToks about, you know, film and film analysis and whatnot. And I saw somebody say that we don't have movie stars anymore. Like, people aren't going to movies to see celebrities. And I'm like, wow, that could not be more wrong. Oh my god.
1: Idiot, dude. I don't know. That's like I don't even know if that's a hot take. I think that's just a person who just like I'm gonna get some views real quick,
0: yeah. because like there are people, especially like there are so many people that do celebrity based marathons, right? Like,
1: yeah, um,
0: we did one sense, for dude. the podcast.
1: it really it truly does not make sense. I think what they might be saying is like it's different. Like we don't. We're seeing celebrities so much now. Celebrity means something different. Because chances are your celebrity's been on a podcast and has talked for three hours. So there's not a lot of mystery. Before, like you didn't see them except for the 10 minutes on a talk show and the movie. And then they would disappear for three years by the minute of the movie. And then there'd be like, all your news came from tabloids. So we had no idea who these people are. So like I think it's kind of taking away from celebrity. But people are still going to see movies because, hey, Chris Hemsworth's in it oh, wait, this is a Christian Bale movie? I'm absolutely going to see it. Like, that happens all the time. If it didn't matter, movies wouldn't talk about it. If it, it didn't matters. matter,
0: if it didn't matter, Chris Pratt would not be in movies anymore.
1: Yeah. Yo, also, um, some movies don't get made unless there's a big star attached. Because, like, no one's going to see this. Yeah. We can't finance. We're not going to make our money back unless we put a star in this and people get out of their seats to go see them. They, no one will go.
0: So that was just kind of the strong opinion I had that I wanted to come in with today.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, I'm not saying because the thing is, stupid people are everywhere. I wouldn't even (laughs) say they're attached to a particular group, but they are everywhere. They've embedded themselves in our community and you need to wait for them to say something like that before you realize because they're pretty good chameleons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But now that we've talked about movies for a little bit, do you want to talk about our movie? Let's talk about our movie on the hidden theme month. Yes, we are doing a hidden theme month that will be revealed at the end of August. This week we are watching School of Rock with Jack Black, Joan Cusack, and a young Miranda Cosgrove. Uh, We're not going to do spoilers. This movie came out 18 years ago. Watch it. Yeah, Uh, dude, I don't don't know what to tell you. So if you want to skip ahead uh, to the next segment, if you want to skip the movie segment, you can use this time code right here. Time code 2950 School of Rock
1: mm-hmm. How many times have you seen this movie?
0: All the way through probably once or twice before this
1: I've seen it like four or five times before this.
0: This is one of those like, would you say this movie is a classic?
1: Yeah, it's like a I would say it's like a millennial it's not even, or a very early gen Z, but like a millennial movie that like you would everyone, call them a cusper yeah sure i'm I'm not going to, but I guess you could. um, this is one of the movies that they grew up with. like it was just around and it was in the zeitgeist and referenced a lot. There's so many quotable parts of this movie that I, I just know. um so I would say it's a classic just because it's referenced so much.
0: yeah. and like I think this is the quintessential Jack Black movie. You know, you can make an argument for, like, Nacho Libre or something like mm-hmm. that. Dude, but it's such a good movie. I think, I think this is the quintessential Jack Black movie. He it's brings, top three. He brings Easy. such an energy to this movie that is unparalleled by anybody else in this movie. And that in and of itself is a joy to watch. Just watching Jack Black kind of just do his thing makes a lot of this movie worth it.
1: It's, it's without dude, without Jack black, this movie wouldn't be half of what it is.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Even if you got another comedian to be in that movie, very few people radiate the same energy that he does.
1: Yeah, bro. It takes like enthusiasm and just like energy and just passion. And this guy's just wild. And it comes out so much and it's amazing.
0: Jack Black is like the one celebrity that's like, if I could go back to like my DNA being written and they're like, Hey, what celebrity do you want to act like? I would say Jack Black. Cause he's always like the most positive person in a room and people are just like drawn towards him. And I, and I feel that way in every movie I've seen him in. It's like, I want to know what this guy's about.
1: Right. Macy and I were talking about, I don't know if we bring it up enough. Macy's my wife, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever. Um, we were talking about like how awesome it would be to be a kid in this movie. And you just interact with Jack Black every single day on set. Yeah. Like How much fun would that be?
0: And... Being a kid on this set, I would like to be any kid on this set that's not Miranda Cosgrove, because imagine doing a movie, and that movie is School of Rock. Like, yeah, 18 years later, you know, early 30s, you have a job. Uh, If you didn't pursue acting further, it's like, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I knew how to play bass, and... That got me into starring in a movie with Jack Black, and I haven't really done anything since. I'd be like, well, that's definitely something that'll get you in two truths and a lie every time. Yeah,
1: very cool.
0: This movie also has really great music. Like, I know a lot of it is like, you know, just like covers of actual rock songs. But just in general, when they perform, they always perform it well. And it's really easy to get invested in the music itself.
1: Well, there's also a lot of music that they had to get licensed by actual rock and roll bands. Then I'm like, how in the world did they clear this?
0: Yeah, like there's a scene scene where uh, when Jack Black is like getting all the kids to start playing rock for the first time and he's teaching, I think, Zach ha- like how to play a rock riff, and he plays an ACDC th- song, then a Black Sabbath song, and then a no- and then a third rock song, like back to back to back. Like you just use three licensed songs in 40 seconds.
1: Yeah, I was like extremely impressed. I'm like, what was the freaking budget for this movie? Because then like it happens throughout the movie. They're just playing real music. They talk about real music and I'm like, what is happening? Very cool, though. I was very impressed.
0: Yeah, this movie does a lot really well, Um, and it lets you kind of – it kind of lets you overlook how much fluff is in this movie because that was the one, like, big negative that I had walking away from this is, like, you know, we could have cut 30 minutes from this, and it would have been the same movie.
1: Yeah, but if you can cut 30 minutes from a movie that's an hour 50, it'd be an hour 20, hour 15, and that's a short movie.
0: Yeah, so – like, like, like I said, this movie's a lot of fluff. I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad because the fluff is still entertaining enough to be okay with it,
1: yeah, it's um a lot of it's just funny parts like yeah. this is not this is not important at all. It's there only for
0: jokes. The thing that I think about is uh when they're trying to audition for battles battle of the bands and the kids are still at the school and they're like responding to a recording of a lecture while someone is like watching the security cameras like that's that it, it makes these kids seem so cool
1: yeah i mean also when you're a kid watching this be like dude are you telling me that like these kids are capable of not only being absolute rock stars but like running a classroom by themselves against like anytime there's a kids movie against adults like home alone and this movie and just anything where it's like us versus them. Um, little rascals has a couple moments like that. It's just so funny. Um, dude, blank check, uh, Richie rich, like all these movies are just so much fun for kids to watch. Um, agent Cody banks. How many more Frankie Muniz movies do we know? (laughs) It's it's awesome. So um this just taps into that as well, as well as you know, having Jack Black at the helm of it. Yeah. Just keep the energy high. This taps so I don't because know all those
0: movies like you listed are like Disney Channel movies or like Disney straight to DVD movies. But like imagine that energy with a Hollywood budget.
1: Yeah, it was it was freaking awesome. Also, all these kids can play legit instruments very, very well. Yeah. Like, crazy talented.
0: Because, yeah, that's why they were cast, is because, you know, they had the talent.
1: Yeah, they didn't get cast for their acting skills. They got cast because they're like, you can actually play better than most adults. So we're bringing you in because you're a prodigy.
0: Okay, but if when you were a kid, how long would it take for having a professor, like or having a substitute like Dewey? How long would you be able to handle that? Would you be cool with that the entire time?
1: Um... I had a long-term substitute in eighth grade that um, took over when our teacher was pregnant and had to be out for her third trimester. So, it was only a semester-long class. So, for four months, three or four months, we had one sub. And he was wild. Um, And I remember being a little, like, Miranda Cosgrove-esque, being like, are we actually going to learn anything And I had him for two hours back to back in the morning. (laughs) And I was like, not only is this guy making jokes during like the overhead slides and just like kind of letting us do whatever we want. It wasn't like we weren't getting anything done, though, because at the end of the day, Jack Black was actually teaching them something. It just wasn't what they were supposed to learn. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're not learning anything.
0: (laughs) I am walking away from this less fulfilled than when I walked in.
1: Yeah, I know most of this is jokes, and you're really killing in a classroom of eighth graders, but uh, I'm. it's not that I need to learn, but if we're going to get graded on anything, I need to make sure that I know that stuff. If we're not getting grades and we're all going to get A's, I'm down. But, like, I don't want to fail and have it not be my fault. Yeah, you know? it's, what, it's so one it of those was, things where, obnoxious. like...
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm okay with us not really doing anything as long as it doesn't come back to bite me later.
1: Yeah. It's as those. Well as, yeah, and just if and in the movie none of the kids get in trouble. Because no. he is pretending to be a substitute teacher and he's not and he's trying to get a group for Battle of the Bands together and he has access to fifth and sixth graders essentially, right? I think they're in one of those grades. They're so- 10. Yeah, they're tens like fifth or sixth grade or fourth grade. I don't know, dude. They're 10-year-olds. Just say that 10. I, I also think it's good that we don't know. Because if you were <laughs> arguing, you'd be like, no, 10 is fifth grade. How do you not know that? I'm like, why well, don't you know that? So anyways, um, I th- I think that's dope. I think it's super cool. It was only for like three or weeks, I think, a month. Yeah. So really not that big of a deal. Um, I think the only downside is, yeah their parents pay $15,000 a year to go to the school and you're kind of wasting their time, but they learned something. Yeah. It was hilarious.
0: And listen, the, whatever anybody brings up money in a movie, the first thing I do is go to an inflation calculator. And this movie came out in 2003 and Dewey was getting paid 650 a week to sub, which yeah. is $1,000 now. So $15,000 is probably close to, 25,000 a year ish. Yeah. And it's like, I cannot imagine making a thousand dollars a week. Granted, I'm still in college. I have plenty of time to fingers crossed. Do that.
1: (laughs) 15, uh, a thousand dollars a week is it's impressive for a substitute teacher.
0: Yeah, definitely. For
1: a person who's getting pulled in, and barely knows what's going on, that's pretty good.
0: Which I want to say kind of pissed me off a little bit because I feel like even at a prep school, most people could get pulled off the street and teach a semi-knowledgeable like, uh, class of fourth graders, especially with the curriculum in front of them. But right. like, do we... Like had, he was clueless and I'm like, but he, he didn't
1: want to, he's wh- like, I don't want to be here. Recess every day. Recess. Who's got lunch. I'm hungry. Like he just didn't care.
0: But even when he got, when he, when, when he was put on the spot by the principal, he was still floundering on relevant things to tell them. And I'm like, Oh,
1: like basic math.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, teach them. Like if you're going on math, like good things to s- do, like basic multiplication, The sides of a triangle, easy peasy.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just gonna chalk it up to. Well, the fact is, is this guy is barely contributing to society, right? He's an artist, so you can say that you can weigh whatever you want to contribute to society, but he's not a successful artist, and he's not doing anything else, and he's not paying his half of the rent or whatever. Um. So he's not doing much. He's wasting away. And you think he's supposed to be in his 30s, late 30s, early 40s. So, like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he actually forgot everything. And he probably didn't (laughs) make it through high school very high on his class either. So I think it's very believable that this guy actually doesn't know most of this stuff.
0: Oh, I'm I'm not saying that it's not believable. I was just, like, frustrated a little bit. Like, hey, man, you're floundering a little. T- like, he is such a bad liar for someone whose entire movie premise is about him getting away with this big con.
1: What did you think about Sarah Silverman popping up in this movie, dude?
0: Sarah Silverman is one of those people that's, like frozen in time for me. Like, when I think of Sarah Silverman, I think of her from that really short-run Hulu show she had, that she had, like, a, um, a Sarah Silverman show that was kind of like The Daily Show, but not okay. as good. So I kind of see her as, like, a comedy political commentator, but then I also mm-hmm. think of her as Jimmy Kimmel's ex-girlfriend.
1: Dude, I did not know they were together.
0: Yeah, but they- it, it, that was, like, one of those mid-2000s type celebrity gossip deals. Um, and so when I, see, first of all, I think that she's pretty ageless. You know, she looks. Oh, v- dude,
1: she looks exactly the same.
0: Yeah. And so when I see her, I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot you were in this. And she she does a very good job. I think Sarah Silverman s- plays the prissy, uptight girlfriend very well.
1: Yeah. And also, you can kind of look at it and be like, she's right, by the way, yeah, you guys.
0: She might be a little um, aggressive about it, but she's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, she might not be fun to be around, but the fact that your best friend owes you 1600 bucks and is refusing to pay rent and also wants to get another pass, and you're a sub and you can barely afford living in, I think, San Francisco or Sacramento, wherever they're at, NorCal. Yeah, he needs to get kicked out, or you guys need to move to a smaller place. Because yeah. this does not make sense, and
0: she's like, "This is not sustainable."
1: And I'm like, "Yeah, that's right." She's she's got, She's making some good
0: points. Yeah, making some good points. Yeah, I I did like her character in this. I think she did a very good job with her character.
1: What do you think about the principal played by Joan Cusack?
0: I I liked her. I, I I think I um, she did a really good job of transitioning from uptight principal to. Maybe we just need to let go a little bit. It was
1: very much of the misunderstood. There's a lot of pressure on me. I, of course I'm this way. I don't like being this person, but it's what it has to be done. And I'm like, all good points. Like, yeah, I I understand.
0: Like the only, I I, like, there was not bad acting in this movie. Um, you would make a, you could probably make a case for, um, his roommate, but like he's hardly in the movie. Schneebly. Yeah. Schneebly. The real Ned Schneebly. You did
1: their names in this, bro. Dewey Finn, Ned Schneebly.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they're cartoon characters.
1: Rosalie Mullins, bro. It's so dope.
0: So yeah, they were all like good actors. And even the kids, like they they were they were pouring their heart out into this.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can have um A movie like this without amazing kids or maybe you're like i need you to be talented and we'll just not give you a lot of lines yeah like maybe it needs to just come to that because we need to be real careful because when you have this many kids i mean child actors are notoriously bad so i think they just got really lucky or whoever cast this movie freaking shout out to you
0: yeah, and I really like the scene—the uh, scene I mentioned earlier of him forming the band after that music class. I find that scene just really satisfying. Just the whole like layering on top of each other to make one big bigger picture. Like that stuff is really satisfying to me.
1: Yeah, dude, it was, its fire, bro. It's freaking fire. And I like how he assigns everyone roles. Like lines them up, be like, you guys are going to be groupies. And then th- three girls are going to be groupies. And two of them are going to be like, yeah, I looked up what a groupie is. I don't want to be a groupie, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they sleep with the band. They're sluts. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. You'll be the manager.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, how do you feel about that whole, Um. how do you feel about the like protagonists not winning the music competition? trope or angle. Because this is not the I only movie think that's it's a, done it.
1: Yeah, it's not the only movie that does it. I think them having to win is the trope. I think the tricky part about this movie was the fact that they should have won. They got snubbed.
0: Because I, here's the thing the band that won, No Vacancy, was the only other band that we heard, and it was super like mellow rock. Like it was not very enthusiastic. It was not very energetic. And then they go on and they put on a show like genuine concert level energy. And they're like, we're going to give it to the worst ones. So maybe if they had another band that we had heard that was also good, it would have been fine.
1: There's a lot of competition shows where you watch it. Um like even like pitch perfect stuff like that, that kind of tier movie where like, there's obviously a competition music's involved. Some of it could be subjective. If they come in second place, you're like, I get it. The other people were very talented. It was close. This I'm like, I feel like they cheated. They were trying to ignore the trope and not have you win. But instead, the audience feels cheated because we're like, that shouldn't have happened. No one was on board with this.
0: Yeah, and they do like a little bit of a redemption by having them go and do an encore. But the encore is like 40 seconds because we've already seen them perform a whole song two minutes ago. So they're not going to show us another whole song.
1: Yeah. And it was was tricky. It's hard to do all competition shows because the trope is for them to win no matter what. Because it needs to be worth it. You need a happy ending. However if they come in second place, there has to be a lot of other things in order for it to still be a happy ending or super satisfying. And I yeah. think they tried their best.
0: Yeah. The other movie that I think of that does the lost competition trope is camp rock Two: the final jam, uh, uh yeah. where they yeah. lose to was it camp star. Yep. Yeah. That one, that one made sense.
1: Right. <laughs> And I mean, and then you think of like Karate Kid where the guy has his leg freaking broken. And then depending on which Karate Kid you're watching, he goes into a weird pose and KOs the dude or does a freaking backflip. So like some movies are like, I refuse to come in second place. Can't happen. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, I appreciate it both ways. I just need to see it coming.
0: Yeah, let me sure. see it coming, or at or let least it make sense, or at least yeah, have it make sense. I'm okay with necessarily not seeing it coming, but let me be okay with either either selection.
1: Do you know what the the worst the worst thing is though? What's that? Having it end in a tie.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's not good.
1: I am so glad it just didn't end in a tie, dude.
0: Oh yeah, can you Im- can you imagine that? Can you imagine tying with a band of fourth graders?
1: Dude, that'd that'd be worse. It'd be worse than losing. Because if you lose, you can be like, well, yeah, I mean, they're fourth, fifth graders. Like, we didn't stand a chance. And by the way, they're supposed to have a terminal disease. They'll stick it to the menophobia or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you couldn't ration it. Also, dude, I love the 10 minutes that they spend on sticking it to the man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah. super funny.
0: I think that this movie does a very good job at using heartfelt moments scarcely because really? there's the scene that he has with the vocalist that doesn't want to go on stage because, uh, you know, she doesn't have good body image and like he doesn't, I really like the interaction that they have and the interaction and just like having Zach Zach's character arc I thought was pretty cool. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It, this movie did heartfelt very well because they did it so – because they chose to do it in so few scenes.
1: Yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, it just wasn't layered on thick. It focused on comedy, which is what they needed to do. Because if you have Jack Black, bro, freaking double down on the jokes.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any other big things you wanted to say?
1: Dude, overall, it's a good movie. Very quotable. I could just talk in quotes for this movie the whole time. If Also, all those kids are older than us. Yeah. Um, oh, so the that's other, weird.
0: The other heartfelt scene that I wanted to talk about was when right before they go on stage and he's like, listen, I'm able to admit that you guys are in fourth grade and you are better than me already. So, like, whatever you guys want to do, I'm on board for. It was very much a taught by the students type moment. And I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And it it, heartfelt moments are good. And I like them. Yeah, man. What are you going to rate this movie? I'm going to give it like a, I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half. It's funny. Jack black is very good in this. Um, There's a lot of fluff that weighed it down that I feel like could have been a little bit more upbeat, but overall good experience.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, it's kind of tricky. I want to kind of give it higher. I think if it was my first time seeing it, then I'd probably give it higher. But I've seen it so many times that I do kind of lose it in parts. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, what am I watching this for? I've heard this joke a million times, but this part really isn't funny. All that stuff where he interacts with the principal one on one. I'm like, I don't, I'm not super invested. Just show me the kids. I want them to see them rock out, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but that makes sense. It's a um, pretty good movie. Yeah. I would recommend so- people see it. So last week your guess for the theme was guy redeems himself. Do you have a new guess for the theme?
1: Well, here's the thing. I think this is still guy redeems himself. I'm pretty sure you had never seen the last movie before, Dogfight. So, I don't know it was I don't know if you knew it was a, a guy redeems himself. So, I'm trying to think that movie came out in the 90s. This movie came out in the 2000s. If the next movie came out in 2010, I think that might be part of the theme. Um, Just a
0: secret decades?
1: Yeah, something (laughs) like that. I'm trying to think. We are very good at seeing older movies with actors that are played by young versions of themselves. So if we see another old movie with actors we know who are young in it, that could also be the theme. That's like... It's still hard with two movies. Yeah, sure. It's difficult.
0: Okay, well... Alex, do you want to welcome back our non-movie listeners?
1: Non-movie listeners, welcome back. Don't have much to tell you. I'm sure you've heard about this movie. Just watch it. It's easy.
0: All right. For the improv segment this week, we are going to be doing a new one called Plea Bargain. Now, the way this is going to work, and like we can workshop it a little bit as we go, is okay. we're going to be doing a scene that's a sentencing hearing, and one of us is going to be, you know the sentencing judge and the other person is going to be the convict. And the convict has to try to convince the sentencing judge that what they did wasn't really that bad.
1: Dude, I'm going to kill it, bro.
0: Dun, dun. So Alex, good. It seems that you've been found guilty of three counts of animal cruelty. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you, uh, pled guilty to this, but, uh, Uh, looking at the severity of your actions here, I have no choice but to give you 20 years in prison.
1: Okay, so I understand where you might have come to that. I actually don't understand where you might have come to that number, but let me kind of break down what happened. So, I'm a middle school teacher and everyone knows that in middle school you end up dissecting frogs. Teachers are criminally underpaid, so I couldn't go out and buy dead frogs or get them from, you know, the lab websites where our science teachers get our stuff. I had to go out and capture them myself. I don't know how to humanely kill frogs. I don't. And I definitely <clears throat> was not going to allow my students to operate on the, operate on them while they were still alive.
0: Okay. So. Uh, so I, okay. So here's, I think I see the misunderstanding. um, no, we weren't talking about the frogs. We were talking about the dead rats that you piled upon your neighbor's doorstep. Okay. Now that,
1: when I tell you why I did that, there's, you're, you're going to completely understand. So, there I was with the frogs, right? Figuring out how to humanely kill them. So, what we ended up doing was filling up my uh, shed... With methane gas. And it just took out the oxygen. And they died very quickly. As you know. Methane. Has a pretty bad smell to it. And. My neighbor. Even though it was on my property. Came on my property. Gross. And decided to vandalize my shed.
0: And uh, wh- which way. Did- how did he vandalize
1: your shed? Well. He found the frogs. And threw them out of the shed. He thought that was what's causing the smell. Even though we all know dead frogs don't even smell that bad. It was obviously the methane. He took my project that I was using, started throwing, throwing frogs all over my yard. Trying to spread them uh, out. Or maybe birds were going to come and get them or something like that.
0: And I'm reading the report here. And the police officer said that you described the frogs as paintballs splatted across your shed. Is that correct? Yeah, he just he just th- started
1: throwing them, throwing them everywhere. And it obviously sh- trespassing on my part. I didn't press charges um, because this guy has a history of conflict and I didn't want it to escalate. Um, and then took my property and he did all these horrible things. So his cat has been dropping off rats in front of my house. It's one of those things that apparently cats do. Is when they kill something, they take it over. And I feed his cat because he constantly forgets. So I'm like, you know what? One day, all of these rats and mice and stuff that your cat has been bringing over to my house, I'm taking it over to your house so you can deal with it. Because I'm sick and tired of dealing with it. And that's when he called the police on me.
0: Okay. Um. That still doesn't just dis- that still doesn't explain why you had a dead dolphin in your bathtub. Okay. So this. It is a little bit more
1: difficult to explain. So, everyone knows SeaWorld is bad for all animals. I tried to save them. And I I couldn't save the killer whale, obviously. But I had to run a trial on saving dolphins. However, I know, I think we all know, dolphins are mammals, right? They need air to survive. I didn't know. They needed water because that they're mammals, so put it brought it home, put it in a bathtub, apparently it didn't get enough water, and it just died, Mhm, which mm-hmm. was completely an accident i had I didn't know if it needed salt water or fresh water. I don't think anyone knows really. Ask around, I don't think anybody knows uh, uh, so. is
0: anyone here is anyone here a Mar- oh yeah, yeah, mhm, you. Um. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do know off the top of my head. They do need. So yeah. Yeah. See, she mumbled a little bit. <laughs> mumbled a little bit. I don't think
1: she's really confident. So, really, I was a hero. Um, with not
0: enough knowledge. Okay. And. Um. I think. Th- I want to say one really last. Really need to. Yes. One last note, the report says you did try to seven pounds the dolphin. What does that mean? Okay. Seven
1: pounds is a movie um, starring Will Smith where he donates a lot of his organs um, around to save seven different people. Now, when I realized that the dolphin wasn't going to make it, I did have to harvest the organs to save other dolphins. Um, I wasn't quite sure which ones were important, so I re-watched the movie and just took what he took, namely eyes, kidneys, um, the heart, which was messier than I thought it was going to be, um... To get the lungs, but I'm not really super familiar with the anatomy of dolphin as we found out earlier, but I didn't know if it was salt water or fresh water. And then apparently, it doesn't have a lot of the other stuff that humans had, so messed I messed around with the <laughs> fins and gills a little bit. Um, it was pretty messy. I lie love lie, the but.
0: visual, I love the visual of someone standing over their bathtub with a dead dolphin in it, seeing, realizing that the dolphin is gonna die, and just being like. Hey, Siri, is Seven Pounds still on Netflix? Yeah, let me watch the movie. (laughs) Because
1: this dolphin can help the other dolphins. (laughs) Let your death not be in vain.
0: Wow. Okay. You know, you make a pretty convincing case. Uh, I am going to take your 20 years, and I am going to take it down to 19 years. Uh, What? 18 with good behavior.
1: (laughs) What is my neighbor going to go for? Because he started pretty much all of this. So if he's not doing 20 years. uh, He's getting a Medal of Honor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. it. I can't. I mean, not bad for not having an attorney (laughs) back me up at all. i was just my own client, apparently. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to be a convict?
0: I'm ready. I've trained my whole life for this.
1: All right. Craig Wells, I have you here for three counts of involuntary manslaughter through uh, minor intoxication. Uh, you have pleaded guilty. Yes. For both supplying the intoxicant as well as being present when the minors were drinking. Now, you were not there when they passed. Um, but because you were supplying them and you were there while they were drinking, I'm going to have to give you um, 10 years for each minor resulting in 40 years in prison. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you- yeah.
0: No, you, yes. you, you know, it makes sense. What you're saying makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what I didn't understand was that four loco had alcohol in it. So I just thought four loco was like, a cool, like, tiki drink.
1: Um, because it's in Spanish?
0: Well, when when you say it like that, I guess so, yeah. Man, maybe I need to check my own internal biases.
1: You are aware that tiki and s- Hispanic culture has virtually no overlap.
0: Wait, then what was that deal with that live-action Scooby-Doo movie? Wasn't that all like tiki themed?
1: Um, I'm sorry, sir. This is not a movie uh, movie trivia, um, show, podcast, whatever have you.
0: Okay, no um, no no no, have... no no no. Okay, hold on. L- l- let's trace this back. Okay. First, we have the James Gunn Scooby Doo movie that had a tiki theme. Then I went to the 7 Eleven and I saw cans that said four loco. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me of, like, something they would drink on Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, oh, Scooby-Doo, that must be, like, a really pure and good drink. It must be, like, a fruit punch or something. So I got them, and then I went to the checkout counter, and then the, the clerk did ask for my ID. I, I guess he thought I was going to buy, like, a lottery ticket or something, but that ended up not being the case. So I took the four packs of four Locos, which, as we know, is 16 Locos. And I went back to Jimmy's house, and Jimmy was there with his girlfriend, Brenda, and I gave them both two four said locos. four
1: packs of four locos? Correct.
0: And how many are in a pack? I think four. So maybe... So it's not 16 locos. It's right. 72 locos, isn't it?
1: I believe so. Now, here's an issue where I have. I'm looking at the toxicology report on these four children, Um. It seems that they have they die with a blood alcohol level of 5%. Now let me tell you, anything even remotely close to half a percent is lethal. And Four Loco is 12% alcohol. What else did you give them that their blood alcohol could have gotten so high? Cuz this
0: is like Okay. Mainlining. So here's shine. what I put, so here's what I put in their cocktail. I started with... So the you gave f- them cocktails. Well, hold on. Let me explain. So I started with a four loco base. Then I didn't add any more alcohol past that. I need you to understand. So then I put in Powerade, the blue Powerade. Then I salted the rim. And then I put in absinthe. Um, I don't know where the alcohol came from, though. Sir, what do you think absinthe is? Uh, isn't that like a club soda? Isn't that like a name brand club soda? Sir. Absinthe
1: is between 45 and 75% alcohol.
0: Oh. And
1: if you, I'm not quite sure you understand the volume. Um, but you gave them enough to kill a grown adult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I put it in a gallon bottle. uh, No, I gave them each a gallon bottle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, It's really a wonder they were even even able to get home uh, where they eventually passed. Um, I must say, after talking to you, I'm inclined to raise your sentencing. Yeah, no. No, I totally um, understand. Stupidity.
0: Now that that you've said the whole Absinthe thing, no, I totally understand. I messed up big time. Not only is Absinthe alcoholic,
1: it's rumored to make people hallucinate.
0: Okay, I do want to say one thing in my case though. They did just build that Starbucks there. All right, they did. They were used to that. They were used to that not being a Starbucks.
1: Yeah, I am gonna disagree with you um, because I think they were trying to get home to say final words to their parents. Um, all of their parents have received uh, voicemails. Um, with apologies and finally wait wait, wait wait wait,
0: hold on, hold on time out, time out, time out. So yes. they called their parents for farewells, but not the guy that gave them alcohol. Okay, loyalty priorities. So Gosh.
1: you do know you gave them alcohol.
0: Yes, because wait. you all right, uh
1: Snogfer, can you read back what he just said, please? <clears throat>
0: he said, and I quote. So, they called their parents for goodbye, but not their alcohol supplier? Right. So, sir,
1: it seems that we have uh, oh, made no, no, an no, error no, no. Okay, in your sentencing. Okay. So it would not be four counts of involuntary manslaughter. It's four counts of second-degree murder. So, you're going to serve 120 years in prison. Yeah. With no opportunity for parole in Supermax in Cuba.
0: In now, Cuba?
1: It is very rare that we send people there. Most of them, it's terrorists and, you know, traitors to the U.S. But I'm not sure you know what happened here. No, and I'm not definitely even a afraid what would happen if you were. Surrounded by the other members of the prison population. So we're going to send you far away.
0: I have seen, I will warn you, I will warn you. I have seen all five seasons of Prison Break. Not that many people remember that there was a fifth season, but there was, and I watched it. He had new tattoos on his
1: palms. So we're going to send you to Guantanamo Bay. You will be in solitary. Isn't that a resort? With one hour of. Recess, allowing you to be outside, supervised by six personnel, once a week.
0: This is such a very specific sentencing.
1: You You will also
0: be given only
1: multi bread (laughs) 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 and ice water.
0: And the only TV station the TV in the break room can go to is C-SPAN. So...
1: (laughs) The only books you'll be able to receive are by former Fox News host <laughs> and, and Bill Maher for some of reason. Books by <laughs> Donald Trump, as oh. well as all letters in and out of the prison will be triple screened and you must eat them before you read them.
0: Man, I didn't know that. As that's...
1: well as your uniform shall be a neon yellow so bright it hurts your eyes color. <laughs> You'll be forced to wear mismatched Crocs changed every day. And every third Thursday, you'll be getting sedatives and mood um, changers.
0: Oh, changers, not stabilizers.
1: (laughs) To numb you as we remove your memories of the previous three weeks and you relive it over and over again.
0: So am I getting shut? So I'm getting no, shutter islanded. Yes, you
1: will be allowed no visitors.
0: I've outside never of people been who sentenced. I never had a sentence last as long as the sentencing trial. <laughs> what strange stipulation! If I can
1: help it, be kept alive to serve out your full 120 year sentence, with all medical treatment being removed on the last year, so you most definitely die at the end and have no probability of being released. Sound good to you? Yeah,
0: I guess. Dun dun. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, we are. Some of us are good convicts and some of us aren't.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Some of us are good judges and some of us are not.
1: <laughs> some of us listen to cruel and unusual punishment and others ignore
0: it. <laughs> Alright. Well that was uh, that was our improv segment. Uh, plea bargain Alex would you like to hit us with our middle segment
1: Craig you asked for it and I shall deliver our middle segment is called doom to fail all right I have put together a test of things that I know and you most definitely do not there are 10 <sighs> questions with an optional 11th if you need a tiebreaker maybe you went five right five wrong and you need a final one Um if you know any of these I would be surprised and I'm sure the audience knows at least half of these.
0: Okay, so cool, 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 cool. We
1: will see how you do. These Standards are all in are areas that you do not low. know much of.
0: All right, hit me with it.
1: We're going to be covering three topics. Vehicles, sports. Um, I guess four topics. Vehicle, sports. We have a bonus category of music and a bonus category of weapons. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I got it.
1: In 2016, Dodge introduced the Dodge Challenger Hellcat, which boasts a 707-horsepower supercharged Hemi engine. It competes directly with what two
0: other American vehicles? You said this was the Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger? Dodge Challenger Challenger Hellcat. Okay. So, the first one it's competing with is the Charger, the Mustang. Now... Do you want to hear the options?
1: Or are you just going to go with that? Because we know three points for um, getting it correctly. One point if you get it correctly after I give you the options.
0: Uh, Yeah, let's, let's hear the options.
1: Okay. Option A, Ford Mustang GT500 and the Chevy Camaro ZL1. Option B, Chevy Corvette Z06 and the Tesla Model S. C, the Cadillac CTS-V and the Ford GT. Or D, the Pontiac Trans Am
0: and the Hennessey Venom. Why are car names so complicated? I will also (laughs) say all of those are real cars. I know they are. That much I know. That much I know. I'm going to say A.
1: Ford Mustang GT500 and the Chevy Camaro ZL1. Yes. That is correct,
0: Greg. Hmm. That's correct. D- Didn't I say that one of them was going to be the Mustang? I was right.
1: We also thought the other one was a Charger. And Dodge also makes a Charger, so they'd be directly competing with themselves. So, pew, 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 that is one a great point start for you. Here we go. In 2016, the Navy SEALs replaced their standard Sig Sauer handgun, the P226, with this sidearm.
0: So they replace the P two, two, six with one of the options you're about to give me.
1: Okay. <laughs> so you want the options. We have the Colt M nineteen eleven a one, the Glock 19, the Smith and Weston M and P or the Beretta 92 F
0: when did this happen? You said
1: 2016,
0: 2016, I'm going to say it's one of the last two. I'm going to say D.
1: Beretta 92F. Final yeah. answer? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. It was the Glock 19.
0: That was the... Oh, no. Actually, I lied. That's not what I was going to choose. That was the other the one. The other one was
1: the Smith & Wesson yeah. M&P, which stands for Military and Police. But that was also wrong. All right. Three. This was the first major athlete to be signed by Under Armour. After a presentation with Nike's endorsement rep they presented a PowerPoint slide featuring Kevin Durant's name, which they presumed, presumably left on by accident and was possibly due to repurposed materials. And this person also plays for the Warriors.
0: Okay. This was unfortunate because I had a few guesses. T- okay. So they signed for Under Armour because they messed up their presentation with Nike.
1: Because Nike came in and started a presentation and had the wrong person's name on the
0: presentation. Okay. Okay. So we're looking for a Warriors player. Yep. Do I know anyone that plays on the Warriors? No. So I'm going to need options.
1: Here we go. Russell Westbrook. Steph Curry. Kyrie Irving. James Harden.
0: Steph Curry is the only one that I've heard of. So, you haven't
1: heard of any of the other guys?
0: I've heard it. I think I might have heard the third one. The third one sounded kind of familiar. Kyrie Irving,
1: yeah. otherwise known as Uncle Drew.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna say C. Yeah, I'm gonna say C. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That is incorrect.
1: It was Steph Curry.
0: Dang it! I felt like that was the obvious one because that was the one I knew. Dang it. Alright.
1: Four. What NBA player goes by the name The Greek Freak?
0: The Greek Freak. Hit me with it. He also
1: won the finals, the NBA finals for this year. And he also won finals MVP. And he's won NBA NBA MVP for the previous two years.
0: And it's not Michael Jordan?
1: Well, Michael Jordan (laughs) doesn't play basketball (laughs) in the last two years. Are you ready for your options? Yeah. A is Luka Doncic. That's a fake name. B is Rudy Gobert.
0: Also a fake name.
1: (laughs) Well, if you thought those two were fake names. Three is Giannis Antetokounmpo.
0: Are you sure you just didn't hit random name generator?
1: And four is Andre Iguodala.
0: Okay, that one one sounds real enough to me. So that that can't be it. No.
1: Okay. So Luka Doncic is A.
0: Okay, here's the thing. No, I don't care about the other people. I have to do the high school test method. I'm gonna keep guessing C until it's right. So I'm gonna say C.
1: That's right. Giannis Antetokounmpo Mm. is the Greek freak. Why? Because he's freaking huge and he's from Greece.
0: All right, fair enough. Is it bad? Is it bad that my first thought was because it had some sort of like fraternity affiliation? Nope. Okay.
1: All right. Five. Widely known as the greatest wide receiver of all time, who played for the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings for 14 seasons?
0: Okay. For a possible point reduction, is it a Manning? No. Okay.
1: Do you want options? Yes. (laughs) A, Randy Moss. B, Antonio Brown. C, Odell Beckham Jr., or D, Calvin Johnson.
0: I think it's B or C. I'm going to say B. Antonio, Antonio Brown-, Brown sounds real familiar.
1: It was Randy Moss.
0: All right. Well, shows how much I know.
1: They're all real.
0: By the way, oh, every yeah. answer I give you,
1: they're all real people. I've yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I, yeah, I never doubted that.
1: Okay. Um, Antonio Brown, um, little hint. Uh accused of sexual assault oh that's so my, that might be like why that. his
0: name is familiar <laughs> yeah,
1: probably in the news um six rapper currently dating rihanna was nominated for a grammy for songs problems and
0: lsd <sighs> who is i have a better chance at knowing who's dating rihanna than who made those songs so okay. let's We're hit i have to
1: bleep that also, yeah
0: uh, yeah I, yeah
1: asap rocky Two chains. J Cole, or G
0: Easy. I'm gonna say ASAP. No. Is ASAP Rocky the one that went to jail in like Sweden or something? I think so. Okay, so I don't think it's him. Based on that and that, oh alone. yeah,
1: that was him. He had like an altercation abroad. Yeah. That was so
0: I'm gonna say. Did you say G Easy was the last one? Yes. Then that one.
1: It was ASAP Rocky.
0: Dang it!
1: To like, I know it's not that guy. <laughs> Dang it.
0: Legit.
1: GEZ uh, notoriously dated Halsey.
0: Notoriously?
1: Notoriously. Uh, They're no longer together.
0: <laughs> Probably okay. for good
1: reasons. All right. Number seven. The Prince of Motown, and also known as the Prince of Soul, um, on the eve of his 45th birthday, was shot dead at his house in West Adams, Los Angeles, after an argument with his father. He currently holds the number one best album on Rolling Stone's Top 500 Albums list.
0: Hit me with the options.
1: Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye.
0: Man, I, I like at least three of these people have biopics about them and I have watched none of them. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say Ray Charles. Marvin Gaye. Really? Okay.
1: Yep, Ray Charles, um, I think, died of a drug overdose, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But oh, he's played by Jamie you know, Fox.
0: I should have. Yeah, Marvin Gaye, I would attribute him more to soul than the others. I should have thought about that. Yeah.
1: Although they're all like huge soul and R and B artists. All right, number eight set the single game scoring record in the NBA by scoring 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors in a 169. Over 147 win against the New York Knicks in 1962. Are these things people know? Yes. Everyone knows who scored 100 points.
0: All right. Hit me with it.
1: Wilt Chamberlain. Kobe Bryant. Magic Johnson or Charles Barkley.
0: Magic Johnson. Final answer.
1: Wilt Chamberlain.
0: Oh, dang it.
1: (laughs) All right. Number nine, the two largest basketball players, as in greatest, most popular. Larry Bird, final
0: answer. Next.
1: With the number 23. Okay. The two largest basketball players with the number 23.
0: One of them is Michael Jordan. And, And I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between the, the possibility of either Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. Those are, okay. the t- those are the two that I'm fighting against.
1: Do you want your options? Yes. Or are you going to go just wing it? You have Michael Jordan Okay. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. You have Michael Jordan and LeBron James. You have Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal. Or you have Michael Jordan and Larry Bird.
0: So, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of the new Space Jam poster. And I'm trying to think if LeBron James is wearing 23 in the new Space Jam poster. And my heart is telling me no. The only thing I know about Larry Bird is that he played for the Celtics? or Did they say Celtics? Celtics. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I know about him. So... I'm going to go with my Larry gut, and I'm going to say MJ and Larry Bird.
1: MJ and LeBron James.
0: Dang! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you have gotten two right of the nine.
0: Yeah, two, two more. All right,
1: <clears throat> two more. Number 10. Rappers of the original West Coast versus East Coast beef. Is it? Oh, what do you okay. think? Who invented so, the West Coast versus East Coast beef? Rappers? So,
0: so are these groups or are they just two single rappers?
1: Um, uh, you would, you should know. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, I'll you can I'll take individuals. I'm looking for two names.
0: Okay, <sighs> give me options.
1: Snoop Dogg. Against Andre 3000.
0: He doesn't seem like a guy that would have beef, Snoop Dogg. So we're gonna say no.
1: Ice Cube of NWA. Yep. Against Raekwon.
0: Okay, that one makes more sense.
1: Tupac versus Notorious B.I.G.
0: That one also makes sense.
1: Or Kendrick Lamar against Jay Z.
0: That one doesn't make sense. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say B.
1: Uh, Ice Cube of N.W.A. and Raekwon. Yeah, it's actually Tupac and Biggie.
0: In yeah, okay, okay.
1: All right, final one. It's about it's the sneaker question. Who makes Air Force Ones?
0: Are, that's Nike, right? It's Nike.
1: Do you want options? No. It is Nike. <sighs>
0: yeah. Whoa, that one was an air ball. That that one, I could have, I would have been embarrassed if I got that one wrong.
1: Yeah, that dude, a couple of these you should be embarrassed for, but that's okay. (laughs) So you have a total of five points out of the possible 33.
0: Hey, passing grade. That's a passing grade.
1: Wait, what? Five points out of 33.
0: Yeah, it's a passing
1: grade. It's 15%. You impressed somebody somewhere.
0: All right. Um
1: that concludes doom to fail. You failed.
0: Yeah, I did. Oh, yikes. All right. I just want to say I know very little about sports rules, let alone sports history.
1: Okay. <laughs> um Well, I mean, I will say some of these people kind of big
0: kind of kind of If you're big. into sports,
1: I mean, if you've heard of sports, <laughs>
0: All right. We are going to <laughs> okay. do our one-hit wonder. This is a this is a simple segment called "Explain the Appeal." As we've just demonstrated, Alex and I have uh, varying interests, one yes. might say. So we're just gonna give each other like a minute or ninety seconds to explain. Why one thing that the other person just doesn't get, why that's interesting to them. Okay. So so
1: I get to pick what you explain to me?
0: Yes. So for, So Alex, I'm going to give you 60 to 90 seconds to explain the appeal of cars. Just why, why is that your go-to thing?
1: Okay. So cars are great. Especially, just think back to when you turn 16, the freedom you have. And now I can go where I want to go. I don't need a ride. I don't need permission necessarily. I can just go there. Now, it's just a matter of how do I get there? How do I want to enjoy it? So you think of your phone, you use it every day. You think of your house, where you want to live. You spend so much time in your car, you should enjoy it. Um, Whether that's like entertainment system, infotainment, whatever. Some people just like the driving experience or how it looks on the outside. Um, same thing with some people want a pretty house. Some people care about the location of their house. Some people just care what's inside of it. They don't care what the outside looks like. So there's a lot of different interests in cars. Um, I tend to lean more towards like kind of power, um, but probably more so towards just looks. I like the way it looks. Um, comfort is kind of important. Um, but a lot of people just want to enjoy something that they spend so much of their time on especially since it does signify freedom and whatnot.
0: So okay. That's kind of the appeal of cars. Okay. That makes sense. And so where does like your personal interest of like comparing car models come from? Okay. Or just cause like so... the fact that you like were able to pull a list of 10 cars essentially out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I also had, my dad is pretty big into cars. So we would just be driving down the road and he'd just say, Oh, do you know what that car is? Or do you know what that car is? Or, what ye-? and then you get interested in like what years were really good for cars. So I tend to like a more aggressive look, um, but I also like really fancy looks. So for instance, Aston Martin is really known for making beautiful cars. That's James Bond's vehicle. Yeah. Um, but you also have muscle cars. Um, which is like your Chevelles, GTOs, old Camaros, like the '60s Camaros, '60s Mustangs, um, things like that. That just like look super aggressive. They weren't safe at all, but they were fast for the time. Now you can get like cheap American Muscle, which is your Challengers, Chargers, Mustangs, Camaros, um, Corvettes are a little on the higher portion, but you can get just like speed for on the cheap, and it's pretty luxurious. So I tend to go back and forth between like muscle aggressive look and something that you would like wear, like with a suit. Okay. Something you want to show up to dinner with.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: All right, Craig, explain to me the appeal of Dr. Who.
0: So I first watched Dr. Who when I was in eighth grade and the, That was one of the first shows that I sat down and, like, binge-watched, and that was kind of the first time that there was, like, a new mystery every week, and there are new aliens to discover. And one of my favorite things about Doctor Who is every time – is that every time they do a new episode that takes place entirely in space and on a spaceship – the design of the ship and the suits that they wear that they wear are completely unique from from previous episodes So each episode has a unique feel to it and each doctor has a unique feel to them whereas like um you know uh, Tennant was like super like moody and uh, Matt Smith was uh like quirky you might say and Peter Capaldi was like your like fun uncle it it brings a lot of new it brought a lot of new ideas to the table with different ways to present them and a lot of people have favorite doctors and favorite seasons but I think just in the end it's about exploring the concept of new ideas
1: all right. Still not for me, but I get it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was Explain the Appeal. We got a little bit, uh, understood each other a little bit more because of it. Uh, Alex, what else have you been watching?
1: So still on this survivor grind. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, We also dove into Nathan for you. Um, Which,
0: from and- what I understand, is the only way to do that show is by diving into it.
1: Yeah, we're like eight episodes in. They're super digestible. It's on um Paramount, Paramount Plus. It's so good. Um twenty minute episodes. Um a lot of it. If you like The Office, you would freaking love this show. It's very like real life, awkward, cringy stuff, and it's so good. Um a lot of stuff I'm like, I it's almost hard to watch. Is that um, is
0: that a scripted show or is it like a reaction show?
1: It's a reaction show. Okay. It's a guy playing straight and watching it it's such a, has like a impractical jokers feel yeah of like i'm gonna be as real as possible and i'm gonna put these people in very weird situations um and if you like that if you like that kind of thing or if you like watching the office being like those look straight into camera like what just happened looks this show is for you it's freaking
0: yeah dope uh anything else
1: um there was a show oh i also got into the mentalist so that's gonna be my came out in 2009 it's freaking awesome i loved it when i was in middle school and high school um i it was back before we had like dvr and on demand and all that stuff so i didn't watch it straight so i've seen like individual episodes but i love the character um and now i'm actually going back it's on amazon prime i'm starting from the first season, first episode, I'm watching it before I go to bed. I'll just watch one episode. It's freaking awesome. I've I've Love heard it.
0: that show get described as like a serious psych.
1: Yes, it, yeah. this movie did psych before psych did psych. It's a person who's super observant helps out help the police. Um, and he is goofy, but he's not nearly as goofy as everyone in psych. Yeah, because he is the goofy character in a serious world. Those guys are kind of goofy characters in a less serious world.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Um, it's very cool. He's kind of got like, um, got some swag to him. Very like unconventional. Very, very cool.
0: All right. Awesome. Uh, I haven't been watching too much else. Um, but I did start playing cyberpunk 2077. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, not as buggy as everyone else, uh, had with their experience. Very grateful about that. The game works. Um, and I'm having I mean, a re- how
1: long did it take? what are, We're watching it at what point?
0: So the game came out in November, and I'm playing it in August. So they had plenty of time to patch it, and they did. Um, the The big thing, I like it a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with it. But the big problem that I had was like I was playing it last night. It was 11 o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to start to go to bed. I finish a chapter, and the next chapter that started, wouldn't let me manually save for like 45 minutes so i just had to keep playing this chapter and i'm like please let me save please let me save Uh, um dude but yeah other than that good times all around
1: do you how long is it post controversy with that are we still in the middle of it uh what do you mean would you recommend people get it
0: what I recommend, I would recommend people rent it and see if it's their thing. Um, okay. But if you think it's going to be your thing and you're worried about technical problems, you should be fine. Okay. Um. The
1: bugs yeah. are being ironed out.
0: Yes. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Permanent Good. Next week we are watching Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio. Uh, very excited about this
1: catch me if you dude i'm i'm glad we're watching this movie cuz it yeah. was on my list i really wanted it's to do it it's
0: been on my list for a while too love this guy Lo- love this leo guy love this tom hanks guy
1: i've watched this i've started this movie 2 or 3 different times i know the first 20 minutes like the back of my hand and i i know the last 20 minutes like the back <laughs> of my hand the whole middle part i have no idea what happens something with checks I know there's a whole lot of pilot scenes and the FBI is hunting him down. I have no idea if there's romantic interest, if he achieves anything. I don't know anything in the middle. So I'm very excited. DiCaprio and Hanks, bro. All
0: right. Well, thank you very much for listening. You can follow the show at Permanent Good if you like. Uh, Otherwise, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, Tell your mama said hi.
0: See you next week.
1: Deuces.